from the Badlands of Texas going to you 360 degrees around the world all the way into your earbuds. You're listening or you're watching Midnight Radio. Hello for Loops. How's everybody doing? Just reaching out to you from the very, very, very stormy plains of Texas right now. How's everybody doing? Are you all right? I know I sound like a broken record. I'm just, I'm so excited to be here. I'm here with you. We're going to go over some information together. Oh, here's some information for you. Did you know that at MidnightRad.io, we have a merch shop? And in that merch shop, we have a lot of merch. We added some new merch today. Uh, we, we've done a lot of tests on it. It's working great, guys. Working great. You buy something and you get an email once uh, your, your order's gone through. So that is MidnightRad.io up there at the top to see merch. Some of the new uh, things up there, we got Lady... Wait. Uh, Electra Ladyland t-shirts now for you. So check that out at midnightrad.io. I'd like to thank our executive producer and our producers for this show today. That is Lady Lisa. Lady Lisa, thank you very much. And Grant Williams, who is probably going to be pissed because he, he's missing the beginning of the show. And I saw him, I uh, just saw him on the Discord. So again, you know, it does that sometimes. But we're, not only are we streaming on YouTube, we're streaming on our website, midnightrad.io, and we're streaming on YouTube at the same time. You can call it congruently. I want to show you something. Can I show you something? You know, I put up with a lot of stuff here. Talking about comments I get, and usually, you know, if it's bad enough, I just bounce your ass and never think about you again. Uh, but I want to share this one because I think it was very interesting, and I've got something to say to this individual, which I hardly ever do. I might do this once every six months, but this is a special case, you know, because I don't want you guys to think I'm yelling at you because, I mean, that couldn't, I you know, nothing could be farther from the case. You know, I'm, it's not that I'm upset, but I think I got this comment a few times, and I want to, I want to address it, that's all. All right, let me get this set up here and let me show you. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Uh, here we go. I'm telling you, it's still, I'm not going to talk about my AC, but I'm still waiting for that to go back up. All right. I guess I need to explain something. Explain something for you. Here's me looking at me, looking at you, looking at me. Uh, I guess I'll make this full screen. You don't need to see me twice. But this comment right here by Mr. Keith Sparling, 5537. And this is uh, common for some of the different comments that I got. So, if it's fake, why are you playing it? The original poster was thrown off YouTube. There's enough false facts on this. No more confusion. Proof, not enhanced audio. I think this is not helping any or anybody no thanks all right and you click on keith and of course he's not a subscriber you know he's just you know traveling through and salsa you know what keith let me explain something for you i didn't invite you here this is my house these are my friends you're not a part of us you just came into my house to start complaining about stuff no get out of here we don't want you this isn't for you but he says so if this is fake why are you playing it i said that at the very beginning of it and uh, that is the only reason I brought this up. Guys, some of you guys are new. Let me tell you about this show and what it is. We talk about wild-ass speculations and wild-ass theories from the viewers. That's why I say it's a conversation with you. And on that note, 
Keith, did you know? Maybe you just didn't get the groove of things yet. So you can hit subscribe and the like button. So if you're watching now and haven't before, hit the subscribe. And what that does is that allows you to join the conversation, you know, because you'll know when we go live. So you can see why we do this. Keith, I said this is what is going around the community. Don't you want to, if there's false information going around, don't you want to know that too? Let me explain something to you, Keith. I don't need your permission to speak. I know my rights. I fought for my rights. I'm in my rights to say this is information that is going around. I've got some more information about this, about the uh, Ring Audio that I went over four months ago. I'm going to play it again. Keith, none of your business. If you don't like it, then don't watch it. But you saw this kind of information because this is the kind of information that you're interested in. I saw that you were following harsh reality. All right. So you're into this kind of stuff, so YouTube pushed it out to you. I'm talking about this kind of stuff because I'm interested in it. It's within my freedom of speech. I'm not going against any laws. I'm not even sowing disinformation. This is what we want to talk about. Wild-ass theories, wild-ass speculations. Some of it we find out is true later. Some of it we don't. It's called free speech. If you're not used to it, go somewhere else. All right. Thank you. Uh, hey, guys. So, on that note, I want to talk about Emma Bailey. I want to talk about... I want to talk about this stuff. I want to talk about Emma Bailey. I want to talk about Colpeca. All right? I want to talk about this. You know? I really do want to talk. I'm sitting here burning my ass off in this room. I'm still waiting for my air conditioner to get repaired. That's how bad I want to talk about it. I want to talk about this stuff every day. I'm going to have to put my uh, man pebbles on some ice in an ice bucket. If that's what I have to do to talk about this, we're going to talk about this. All right. I will not accept anybody saying I can't talk about this. I don't give a damn if YouTube said I can't talk about this because I have my own platform, midnightrad.io. And you know what? I can stream anywhere I want to. Check this out. So um look at what keith said i'm not trying to go on and on about keith because i really don't care that much i'm just using it as an example uh but he said so if it's fake why are you playing it the original poster is thrown off youtube keith i don't think you know what the hell you're talking about let me let me tell you something about jerry jerry does a lot look at all these links to everything i talked about because i do a lot of investigating i do a lot of research and i share it with you all right so i have the original poster of this Right here, I got two of them. I bet they haven't been thrown. Oh, look at that. There's Kara Willis, not not kicked off. How about that? If you were talking if you were talking about the one that was uh, kicked off YouTube for faking something, what was that guy's name? John Morris? Uh, he didn't get kicked off either. Some of the that video was private. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. And what about the other one that I had the video on? There it is. Keith, go, go away. Just go away. All right, though, I am going to let... I'm not kicking Keith off, and I'll tell you why, guys. Uh, I don't kick someone off for being mildly some ignorant and annoying. But uh, I got him... See, I put a link here for, for a meme here that I think he needs. And after this commercial... Four, three, two, one. And he clicks on... Then he gets that nice little. Are you retarded? 
I guess a nice little meme, you know, if someone's, you know, <laughs> you guys like that. All right, continuing on, Joseph Morris. Let's look at that. I don't even think Joseph Morris has been kicked off. Joseph Morris, Idaho. Let's just click on that, although that will be his website. He is deleting Joseph Morris. Everybody likes talk. All right. I shouldn't have put Idaho in there. Maybe he did get kicked off. Nope, there he is. There he is, you ignorant, you big ignorant bastard. All right, well, there you go, Keith. Get out of here. Not seriously, though, man. There's, there's no, so there's a, a warning when you go to comment that says we don't allow rude comments, you know, it's called, all right. Anyway, I got a lot of great stuff for you guys. So talking about, talking about the ring audio guys, I got the ring audio and, uh, from four months ago, I got the original. I'm sorry. It's a little hot in here. Jerry might be a little bit grumpy. (laughs) Sorry, Keith. Sorry, not sorry. Check this out. This is the original audio. The original one I looked, and this is the one I played four months ago, and I'll show you the original debunk on it, too. I'm going to play that. Did you guys want to hear that one more time? That's the original audio. And that, that is, that is audio enhanced. say something about this uh first it said it's cold as f out here i'm gonna go back inside supposedly supposedly this is the audio from the idaho four murder house of which we're about to look at um i got a 3d walkthrough a brand new one we're about to go through um this is so important 
Uh, we'll hit it in a minute. So, uh, God, let's the house is outside, and I want to say this: it would be, it would be. Uh, they were outside too, so the house that was next door, which you're about to see, uh, would have picked the audio up. Started picking the audio up really clear when they were outside. What were they doing? Smoking? They did smoke. They smoked outside. They would have spent a lot of time smoking outside on that porch, which is if I was investigating. If Jerry was investigating, I would have known that, and I would have looked at all the audio from the ring cameras next to that. That does sound like Maddie's voice. All right, I have some some I don't know evidence. I have some things from. What do you call this? I have something that was released saying that it was faked. All right. And it doesn't look legitimate what I got saying it was faked. Although we do know for a fact that some of the ring cameras and audio in the area was taken, taken by the police at the time. And they said that it was, uh, they said that it was, you know, part of the, it was part of the affidavit. So although when I originally thought this was fake, I'm starting to think now that, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, you know, just the fact that, they're saying it's cold out here, and they're going inside. Again, I'm going to play the, all this here. So going right along here, uh, this is this is something I got at the time, and uh, we played it four months ago. Let me read it to you. See if you can see this. Yeah, let me um, let me do a full screen here. All right. Here's what I think: the information I got that it was fake. I'm not saying it's not fake. I'm telling you the information that I'm about to show you is complete bullshit about it being fake, and it doesn't make any sense. Now, there was another thing, and I want you guys to help me on this, and this was four months ago. I haven't found the footage, but I remember us going over it. And I'll talk about that after I read this to you guys. And this was in the original debunking of the audio you just listened to. Here's a video, and this came from, oh, what? I can't remember. I can't remember what YouTuber put this out, what true crime YouTuber put this out. Uh, but it did come from TikTok, and it's no longer up there on this person's TikTok, Martha J. J. Here's the video. I can't show us content, but you can see that the date and time of the crime or incident 
that happened in my neighborhood so that at least you know that the video is on uh, various social networks. That video is not the audio. It is from the place where the young people were murdered, E-C-K-G-M-M-X-K. It is not the voice of any of them. It is not them. This audio is not from Idaho, Moscow. It is not the audio from the house of the neighbor. Next door house, several people with bad intentions and sick people stole it and recorded it. And they said it was from house 1112 where where is a camera that is totally lies. And they said they were the four young people murdered. That is also totally lies too. What stop? What stop saying that D this, that D that D the other, that this young woman has a lot for them to be attacking her. Uh, that audio is not from Idaho, Moscow. I hope everything is clear and everything is clear when I enter my networks and I start to listen to that audio I said the audio is the one I shared. I can't, it could be that they used to be, use it with bad intentions. Oh my God. And quickly take action on the Facebook network. And now I share the video with date and time and they will listen to the same audio that sick people shared that it was from the place of the murders. All right. Uh, this is so weak. It's, if, if you're going to use this to debunk this audio, you can't. Uh, we can't verify the audio, but this damn sure doesn't debunk it. This is very weak. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the YouTuber that put this out at the time. But there was also another video. And uh, what that was is I believe I did see it, but I cannot find it right. I've been looking for it. And we played it on the show. And it said that this was an incident that happened at a different place. And then they had the date and the time, the audio of it being recorded. I do remember seeing that, but I can't find it anymore. This person who put it on their TikTok, it isn't there anymore also. So, again, some some people say it's fake. Some people say it's real. I don't know. We are playing it here because that's what we do here. We talk about wild-ass speculations, wild-ass theories. We want to know what's going on. And uh, we want to know what everybody's talking about here. Uh, This is not the one from Joseph Morris. All right. This is not the one from Joseph Morris. What Joseph Morris did. This was (laughs) beside Joseph Morris. And yes, Joseph Morris faked audio. And that was clear. This is not the same thing. It is the same audio has last September. Just doctor with new names. YouTube chose for a sacrifice. Doesn't make sense, Jay Lord. Could you please take your words and put it in the form of a sentence? I'm not trying to be rude, but all right. Maybe you did. It's from the neighbors that made the domestic violence incident just boosted. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, people are interested in this we're talking about, all right? I got a lot more than this, guys. Uh, I'm going to keep looking because, I mean, there is a better, there is a better debunking where it's from the, the people that had an incident and there was a police report and everything. The evidence of it being debunked has been hidden, guys, hidden four months ago. This is bullshit. There was other that looked legitimate. I can't find it. I'm going to continue to try to find it. If you guys find it, let me know. Laura, are you in the chat room anywhere? Laura, are you in the chat room? If you are, 
hold on because I want you after I go over some of this auto four stuff, there's some stuff I want you to talk about with me. Hey guys, you remember this? You remember when, you know, there's freedom of the press and they couldn't, you know, take, uh, this is before they took, they went into Google maps and, uh, hid the picture. What effing business is it of theirs to take it and blind the picture of it? Didn't work, did it? Didn't work, did it? We've got it right here. Check this out, guys. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. All right, so here's some satellite view of the area. All right, so what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to play this a little bit. I don't want to look all the way around. I'm not going to look everywhere. I do want to look inside the house and maybe start out here, okay? Let's start with some drone footage, and then let's go to the satellite, okay? All right, so this is the drone footage we got of the Idaho 4 house. And uh, uh, can you see the little hand? Let me see. Can you see the little hand? No, because the hand's over here. All right, so you see that house over there by the up, the lower right-hand side. Well, for those of you that have been watching for a while, that's the, the Panty Pilfer house. All right? That's the Panty Pilfer house where the lady called. said somebody pilfered her panties. All right, and that is supposedly where the audio came from. All right, now it sounded like they were smoking outside, and I think they would have done that in the back. So I don't know. All right, here's an, here's the next shot. It's a pretty upscale house for a college student. Looks like there's a couch outside. All right, see, so that would have been the balcony that they were smoking on. You know, when I heard that, it's like, it's cold outside. I'm going inside. Well, it would have been cold that night. This is just a couple days after. You know, hell, it would have been cold. They would have been smoking right there. You know, I bet there's cigarette butts, you know, over here, you know. And I haven't seen these photos in a long time. All right, let's look at the satellite image, shall we? Satellite image, you see it? Oh, that's going to take us off. All right, there's Queen. There's the house right there, I think. Anyway, off the satellite image, let's go inside. Let's look around a little bit. Bedroom 1B, nothing happened in there. This is a vacant bedroom at the time of the murders. This is downstairs. Utility. Utility. 
If you haven't, please subscribe. That way you can join in the conversation. What we do in the show is we go over wild-ass speculations, wild-ass theories. This was BF's bedroom. BF. Go ahead, please hit the like button. That helps us out a lot. It gets this information out to people who want it because you're free to watch what you want. Unless you're going to be a total scrub and comment about stuff that you don't want to watch. No, thanks. Ha ha ha. Hi, Mickey. I don't like what you're saying. November 13, 2022, at approximately 4 p.m., Moscow Police Department Sergeant Blaker and I responded to 1122 King Road, Moscow, Idaho, to assist with scene security and processing of a crime scene associated with four homicides. Upon our arrival, the Idaho State Police forensic team was on the scene and was preparing to begin processing the scene. Moscow Police Officer Smith, one of the initial responding officers to the incident, advised he would walk me through the scene. Going up the stairs. Okay, this was where, it's what they use as the living room, I believe. Why are you talking about this? You're a bad man. <laughs> living room, view two. Good vibes. View this location at night. Can you see the eyebrows? can't all right i'm getting dizzy here officer smith and i entered the king road residence through the bottom floor door on the north side of the building officer smith and i then walked upstairs to the second floor officer smith directed me down the hallway to the west bedroom on the second floor which i later learned through zana's driver's license and other personal belongings found in the room was zana kernodal's room just before this room there was a bathroom door on the south wall of the hallway as I approached the room, I could see a body, later identified as Kernodal's, laying on the floor. Kernodal was deceased with wounds which appeared to have been caused by an edged weapon. Also in the room was a male, later identified as Ethan Chapin. Chapin was also deceased with wounds later determined to be caused by sharp force injuries. All right. I saw, I saw you, Laura. I saw what you're saying. You're like, what? WTF, Jerry? WTF? Well, I said what I said in the voice of Mickey Mouse because of a comment I read before we started the show. Okay, there's another view. I want to go over this again and put it in my mind. Before I go over some of the things we're about to go over, I am getting dizzy. Okay, where am I at? Uh, there was a video on the wall. Okay, if you stand here, and there's a video here of them. There's Maddie's voice. It's 9, 10. Guys, can anybody drive me to class? I'm fucking late for my routine. I'm supposed to be there 10 minutes ago. Did anybody go to their tours today? Fuck, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> Did you see that right there? Oh, shit, you guys. It's 8. Gotta go. Jake's calling. Oh, hey, Scott. Oh, my God, it looks horrid. <laughs> oh, Lord, you look so 
Get, get, get out of here. You seriously gotta get out of here. You're fucking stupid as shit out. Hey guys, I know I talk about myself a lot, but like, what would you guys do in my situation? Damn, where are you going? Yeah, I gotta go pull you out. Hey, I'll pull them already. Do like a white night? Like, let's just do a white night. Yo, is it okay All right, this is the bedroom of Zena's bedroom. This is a... All right, it says, this is a wall where red substance is seen trickling down the foundations at the rear of the house. This is Zena's bedroom. And that is the wall. Confirmed to be Zana's Cronodal's bedroom. Ethan and uh, Zana were found in this room. Stand here to click. Click here to stand here. Ethan was found in bedroom 2B. All right. So, again, I'll click on this. There's a red substance that was found out on the wall right outside that bedroom. Wow, you can see it. Wow. Oh, this is creepy. All right, what do we got there? Click to go in the living room. Okay. Closet. Okay, that's the closet. Small. And very, 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 very tight quarters. All right, so... Going up the stairs. This is the kitchen. Confirm intruder's entry and exit point. Okay, so that is confirmed now, according to the affidavit... So you got entry and exit. You have Xana's room over there. Okay, this is the second floor already. This isn't the first floor. The male walks towards the back sliding glass door. DM locked herself in her room after seeing the male. DM did not state that she recognized the male. This leads investigators to believe that the murderer left the scene. Okay, this is Dylan's bedroom right here. There's the closet. There's the bedroom. So she would have heard noise. And she would have opened her door. There's a light right there. We don't know if any of this was on. Okay, there's a living room that would have had a little bit of lights. It had a lot of lights going on. So if we look in her bedroom, what it would look like looking out of her 
her bedroom. I think it has. Oh, affidavit audio of above text. Okay. DM stated she originally went to sleep in her bedroom on the southeast side of the second floor. DM stated she was awoken at approximately 4 a.m. by what she stated sounded like Goncalves playing with her dog in one of the upstairs bedrooms, which were located on the third floor. A short time later, DM said she heard who she thought was Goncalves say something to the effect of, there's someone here. A review of records obtained from a forensic download of Kernodal's phone showed this could also have been Kernodal, as her cellular phone indicated she was likely awake and using the TikTok app at approximately 4.12 a.m. Wow. DM stated she looked out of her bedroom but did not see anything when she heard the comment about someone being in the house. DM states she opened her door a second time when she heard what she thought was crying coming from Kernodal's room. DM then said she heard a male voice say something to the effect of, It's okay, I'm going to help you. At approximately 4.17 a.m., a security camera located at 1112 King Road, a residence immediately to the northwest of 1122 King Road, picked up distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper followed by a loud thud. A dog can also be heard barking numerous times starting at 4.17 a.m. The security camera is less than 50 feet from the west wall of Kernodal's bedroom. DM said she opened her door for the third time after she heard the crying and saw a figure clad in black clothing and a mask that covered the person's mouth and nose, walking towards her. DM described the figure as 5 feet 10 inches or taller, male, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows. The male walked past DM as she stood in a frozen shock phase. The male walked towards the back sliding glass door. DM locked herself in her room after seeing the male. DM did not state that she recognized the male. This leads investigators to believe that the murderer left the scene. The combination of DM's statements to law enforcement, reviews of forensic downloads of records from BF and DM's phone, and video of a suspect video as described below, leads investigators to believe the homicides occurred between 4 a.m. and 4.25 a.m. All right, let's continue with what we have here. So there's supplementary footage, it said right here. You can stand here at the door. And you can click on, okay, I'm going to have to go back. Because you can look out at night. Now, all right. This is her looking out through her door at night. Nighttime. Oh, my gosh. So her looking in her own bedroom, her looking out the door. There's Anne and Ethan's bedroom. I'm not too close to it, though, you see. She would have seen a little crack, a little bit of light, maybe. All right. All right, going back. So I'm in, uh, we just got out of her room. Let me reorientate myself. Okay. Okay. She's right by the kitchen. Going upstairs, guys. So if you're coming down, you would have had a pretty good view. Nope, you wouldn't have had a good view at all. Okay, we got some affidavit text. Where's affidavit anyway? Is he in there? And then followed Officer Smith upstairs to the third floor of the residence. The third floor consisted of two bedrooms and one bathroom. 
The bedroom on the west side of the floor was later determined to be Kaylee Goncalves's room. I later learned, from a review of Officer Nuna's body camera, there was a dog in the room when Moscow police officers initially responded. The dog belonged to Goncalves and her ex-boyfriend Jack Duker. I found out from my interview with Jack Duker on November 13, 2022, that he and Goncalves shared the dog. Officer Smith then pointed out a small bathroom on the east side of the third floor. Just this said bathroom Jack shared a wall with Madison Mogan's bedroom, which was situated on the southeast corner of the third floor. Said Jack Duker. Ducor. It's Ducor. All right, so we're on the top level now. We have a bathroom right here. We have we can stand here. All right, we have two bedrooms. Knife sheath found here. Knife sheath found here. What? Wait a second. I was told that the knife sheath was under Xana. Did you guys not hear that? Madison, Madison and Kaylee were found on the bed in this. Madison... I wasn't told this. Am I having a... Do you guys remember that? Wasn't it under Xana the whole time? Yes. I also noticed what appeared to be a tan leather knife sheath laying on the bed next to Mogan's right side. Okay, Mogan. Guess I remember it incorrectly. Does anybody else remember it being front underneath Xana? I was always next to Maddie. All right. Moving on. United States S Marine Corps Eagle Globe and Anchor Insignia stamped on the side of it. So there it is. DNA on the button snap right there. DNA on the button snap right there. As I entered the bedroom, I could see two females in a single bed on the room. Both Gonsalves and Mogan were deceased with visible stab wounds. I also later noticed what appeared to be a tan leather knife sheath laying on the bed next to Mogan's right side when viewed from the door. The sheath was later processed and had K-Bar, USMC in the United States Marine Corps Eagle Globe and Anchor, insignia stamped on the side of it. Lado State Lab later located a single source of male DNA left on the, which is the only evidence they had, physical evidence. They do have digital evidence, but we don't know what that is really, do we? Left on the button, snap the knife. As I entered this bedroom, I could see two females in the single bed in the room. Both Goncalves and Mogan were deceased with visible stab wounds. I also later noticed what appeared to be a tan leather knife sheath laying on the bed next to Mogan's right side when viewed from the door. The sheath was later processed and had K-Bar, USMC, and the United States Marine Corps Eagle Globe and Anchor Insignia stamped on the outside of it. The Idaho State Lab later located a single source of male DNA left on the button snap of the knife sheath. I'm getting old and forgetful. I'm about to forget about 8 o'clock rock. How about that? Hey, guys, after the show, 8 o'clock rock on our uh, radio station. You you can listen to it at midnightrad.io. We have Mrs. Midnight doing her two-hour rock show that you can check out live right there after the show. What does this do? 
Ah, did not see that external view showing Maddie Moga's Maddie Moga's third floor window and her boots. Don't know why they were in the window. The photo shows the window of bedroom three A above with the balcony. This is Maddie Moga's bedroom, and is where Madison and Kaylee were found. The photo also shows the window of bedroom two A, Diem's bedroom on the right side of the murders on the night of the murders. Ah, uh, stand here. On the bed. This is what you would have seen if you were on the bed. It would have looked like you had an ocean in front of you and whoever was at the door. They would have had to have come right up on you. I'm telling you, it would have had to happen fast. Very fast. Photo of Madison Mogan in her room, 3A at 1122 King Road. This is beyond tragic, guys. Something something about it hit me today. All right, there's Maddie's room. That's where we were. Kaylee's room. No, we weren't. We weren't at Maddie's. Okay, I'm getting confused. Okay, that was Maddie's. That's right. Murphy the dog was in this room during the attack, during the murders. Apparently, he had his own room, Murphy. And, uh, man, if uh, Brian Kohlberger has a Murphy hair on him, he's in some deep trouble. I then followed O.C. Smith upstairs to the third floor of the residence. The third floor consisted of two bedrooms and one bathroom. The bedroom on the west side of the floor was later determined to be Kaylee Gonsalves, hereafter Gonsalves' room. I later learned from the review of Officer Nunez' body camera there was a dog in the room. When Moscow police officers initially responded, the dog belonged to Gonsalves and her boyfriend, Jack DeCour. I found out from my interview with Jack DeCour on November 13th that he and Gonsalves share the dog. Nobody was in this room. If this is the biggest room or not. All right. So there it is, guys. We're looking, we looked at it. We took a walk through the murder house again. Um, you guys can check this out later. So, looking at some of the uh, messages here in the chat room, it's really strange, but there must be some explanation. I can't wait to find out. I don't think this is real anymore. I'm sorry. There's so much that's like, wow, okay. Is it possible DM was in sh- Is it possible DM was in shock seeing him realizing what probably happened, passed out, and she locked her door, then woke up later, hoped it was a dream, went back to sleep, or never woke till morning. Okay, so this is one of the things I'm going to talk about, guys, uh, and I'm running out of time, all right, because we're about to go live on the radio with, uh, about to go live on the radio with um, 8 o'clock rock with Mrs. Midnight. Uh, I got a lot of information. Uh, Laura is, help, is going to help me out with some of it. Hopefully, she's available tomorrow because I'm running out of time. I want to talk about Copaca, and I want to talk about Emily Bailey. 
Uh, I'm not going to have time to do that today. I got about 11 minutes left. Uh, I got some more information about Idaho right now. Let me go ahead and go over that. This is breaking news brought to me by hot ham. And, uh, that's what this show is. The conversation with you, what you guys are talking about, what you guys are seeing the community, send it to me. We come here and we talk about it. I got a phone number right up there. You can call three, two, five, two, six, one is zero eight, nine, two, leave a voicemail message about what you think about what you think. And we'll talk about it right there. We'll talk about it right here. Next time we go, we come on. Unless your name is Keith. So, this is from Zena's mom. Here's a quote from her. It's the worst place to be when you're going through something like this. Mom of Idaho victim Zena Carnodal is languishing in jail on drug charges and suffering from withdrawal after daughter's brutal murder triggered her relapse. This is from June the 2nd. This is from today. But her real name is Kara Northington, 43. She's been held on drug charges since February 24th. She told Daily Mail she relapsed after her daughter's killing. Then four days after that, I got picked up on new charges. I remember she was, I think that'd be around the time she was strung out when she was talking to Banfield, who I do have some Banfield info coming up. Her time behind bars has forced her to go through a nightmare withdrawal. Brian Kohlberger was wearing latex medical gloves and putting trash in Ziploc baggies when cops raided his parents' place. Kara Northington is now struggling to stay sober with no contact from her two surviving children. It's the latest in a series of tragic events for the troubled 43-year-old who is being held in county jail in Coeur d'Alene, 66 miles from where 20-year-old Zanna, her boyfriend, and two housemates were slaughtered on November 13th. She's been in custody on drug charges since February 24th after spending three weeks locked up 30 miles west of Spokane where she'd been staying in a ratty motel strung out on fentanyl and methamphetamines. There she is. I see a resemblance. Man, I think she's my age. Before she got addicted to drugs, you can see pictures of her, and you can just see how any vestige of um, youth was just eaten away from her. This is a little bit before. Uh, she has struggled with drug abuse throughout her adult life, which saw her repeatedly arrested and jailed while alienating her own family. The hell is this? I wanted to come in person to the crime scene on King Road in Moscow, Idaho at night, sort of eerily peaceful at this crime scene. This is an idea of what it would have looked like the night of the murders. The media circus has left. I am the only reporter here right now. And you can hear a pin drop out there. Vanna Kornodal, Ethan Chapin, Madison Mogan, and Kaylee Gonsalves were brutally stabbed to death in the middle of the night. And All right, I'm running out of time. I'm going to stop this. Shoot. Oh, we all remember this. You guys remember this? What's your first reaction girl, when you learned that your former your attorney oh, Lord. is representing the man accused of, of killing your daughter? Y'all stay away from that fentanyl, guys. 
Uh, I am heartbroken. I'm heartbroken because I trusted her. She, uh, she, you know, pretended that she was wanting to help me and, um, and to find that out that she's representing him. Um, I can't even convey how, how betrayed I feel. Have you had a chance to speak with her about this? No, no, I I haven't spoken with her. I found out uh, through a friend who found it on Reddit. You found out, you found out through a friend through social media. You weren't notified by um, Ann Taylor, your attorney uh, herself. Right now. Uh -uh. And have you tried to reach out to her? Uh, No, I just found out today, literally. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, just so many thoughts. Uh, it, it's so it's so incredible that there is this this connection. Are you going to try to fight this at all? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yes. All right, guys, I'm running out of time. Um, I have a whole lot more I want to talk about regarding this. I ran out of time. All right, I got six minutes left. We're gonna. I'll tell you what, um, uh, RoboMod, could you post a link to our our radio stream? Because if you guys are interested, you can listen to Mi- Mrs. Midnight do her live set on Midnight Radio. We that, that is our internet radio station where you can hear all of our DJs. If you're interested in some merch from our DJs, you can check that out at midnightrad.io. If you're interested in it, uh, hell, I got a Midnight Radio mug right here, and there's other things you can get to, Midnight Radio hat. Anyway. Uh, sub up. You're going to want to sub. There's a hell of a storm going out there. You're going to want to sub and you're going to want to hit that bell. That allows you to join in the conversation. I tell you, I got a lot of stuff I want to go over. I'm going to go over everything about Kolpak, Brent Kolpak, uh, Kolpaka, Brent Kolpaka, everything about him that's been said and Emily Bailey, who is supposedly involved with selling drugs in the area and was also a driver door dasher. I want to go over that. I want to go over everything tomorrow, but before that, I need to let you know that about this, you know, hold on. On the roadside, you know, in New Mexico, that's Torrance County where that happened. They were driven away separately from that incident. Remember, that's what the police in Gabby Petito's case did as well, separated them, took one of them to a hotel, took him to the hotel, Brian Laundrie, and, and gave Gabby the van. Um, in this case, they were both apparently driven away separately, but then they reunited and continued on this cross-country trip only to have disappeared off the radar five days later to be found today. Today, Tyler, who you just saw with the blood all over his nose and mouth, uh, he was booked into the Humboldt County Correctional Facility. Uh, the family Smack of the Nikki says mouth. that this is for outstanding warrants from Tennessee that may or may not have to do with this, this incident. We're still getting that clarified. Uh, these may have been warrants from before all of this, but he is being held now. And I think we have a mugshot of him as well that might have been released just a few hours ago from the Humboldt County Correctional um, Facility. And when we get that up, I want to pop it on the screen. Good news, she's been found alive. Senior national correspondent, Brian Enton, who has been covering the story. You know, Brian, you were on the story all day as a missing person story that had such 
eerie similarities to, to Gabby Petito. And then all of a sudden, all of this news broke. What is the story? Did they find them together? Like, did they, were they traveling separately? I know there was a, a picture in Walmart where Nikki was found. Like, tell me the whole narrative of how this kind of all came to a head tonight. Yeah, so this first trace is back to Saturday, Ashley, at that California uh, Walmart, uh, Redding, California, where um, you could see Nikki uh, on camera. She was uh, selling her cell phone into almost like an ATM machine where you can sell a cell phone. So we knew that she was in California. Uh, everyone very, very nervous, especially in this town where I am, about 25 miles west of Nashville, where she's from. The whole community has really just been on edge not knowing what was happening. So really good news in the last couple of hours to learn that Nikki is okay. I first got the text from her family saying that she had given them a call, that they were talking, that she was okay. Uh, we're still piecing together exactly how all of this went down. We believe that they were together, that someone spotted the couple because of all the media coverage. They've gotten a lot of coverage over the weekend, a lot of coverage in California. Someone spotted them, called the police. Um, and that Tyler was arrested, as you reported. Uh, and I am told that he was arrested on an extradition warrant related to uh, him not showing up for court uh, on a probation uh, violation that has to do with a theft charge here in Tennessee. So nothing to do with her missing persons case. But we knew that the DA here uh, had put out that alert saying that they would extradite once uh, she went missing with him. Uh, and now uh, that's the reason that he was ultimately arrested um, in California. So, Brian, I think as our viewers watch that body cam, so I think a lot ass. of people probably have questions about the incident itself. Um, clearly, Nikki was distraught. She was bruised. She oh, I'm out of time, y'all. Holy moly. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Fruit Loops on Fruit Loop Friday. Thank you guys very much. If you haven't, you're going to want to hit subscribe, hit that bell, because we're going to come in tomorrow. We're going to do a super deep dive on this. Laura's going to help me. Laura. Laura, everybody. Laura from Ireland. She's here. She's going to help me. Northern Ireland. We ran out of time. Ran out of time. We have Miss Midnight coming up at 8 o'clock. Thank you guys. Again, subscribe, hit that bell. Thumbs up helps us a lot. If you want to become a producer for the show, an executive producer, if you have, give a super sticker of $20 or more or anything less under 20, you become a producer and you get credit on the show. Thank you guys very much. We're going to be back tomorrow. I'm going to schedule it and let you guys know way ahead of time. Uh, me and Laura are going to come here. We're going to talk about all these wild-ass speculations and wild-ass theories relating to Idaho 4. We're going to talk about the craziest things you've ever heard and the crazy things you've been talking about thank you good night god bless until next time all my best good night fruit loops it's beginning to look a lot like fruit loops everywhere you go